Hi, I'm Margaret Feinberg, and this is The Joycast. Have you ever noticed that sometimes when people talk about faith, it can be ambiguous, confusing, or feel like pie-in-the-sky ideas? You may think, wow, that is a really great teaching and some powerful stories, but I have no idea what to do next or how to live that belief out practically. If you have ever felt this way, you are not alone. And I've got some really great news for you. There is this incredible book of the Bible called James, and it is theology expressed in the most practical terms. The writing overflows with doable and down-to-earth teaching on what it looks like to be a follower of Jesus every day. Over the course of the last year, I've been doing a deep dive into this incredible book and created a new five-session video and workbook Bible study called James, What You Do Matters. To celebrate its brand new release and encourage the thousands of you who are going through the Bible study all around the world, we're going to be looking at some select passages in James that will encourage and inspire you on this season of the Joycast. So turn with me to James 1, beginning in verse 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. Some of you know this, but tucked in the back of my Bible is a lifelong prayer list. You'll see names of friends, family members, acquaintances. You'll find dreams and goals. You'll also find a few biblical names. You see, for years, I've asked God for the heart of David and the wisdom of Solomon. I believe you can pray particular prayers to which God, he just simply won't say no. These are what I call the yes God prayers. When you ask for the ability to walk in greater grace, love, and compassion, God's never going to shake his head at you and say, no, I don't think so. Rather, all heaven celebrates as you ask to be conformed to the image of Christ. James 1.5 says that asking for wisdom is a yes God prayer, one God waits eagerly to answer. Simply ask God for wisdom and he will give it to you, like he bestowed on Solomon in abundance. You can look that up at 1 Kings 3.5-12. through 12. So I've clung to James 1.5 for many years without realizing the rich content in which it's written. There's this rich link between verses 4 and 5, and it's found in the word lack. In James 1.4, it says, Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And then in verse 5, it says, If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. While we can ask God for wisdom in any and every situation, James instructs us in particular to ask God for wisdom in the troubles and trials of life, which sometimes can be the hardest places to remember to ask for wisdom. In my struggles with cancer, embezzlement, betrayal, heartache, and loss, I've discovered a pattern. The immediate crisis becomes so overwhelming and paralyzing that I can barely get oxygen in my lungs and sometimes even make it through the day. And with that heavy influx of new information, responsibilities, and the crashing waves of emotions, I'm not clear-headed enough to think, oh, well, there's James 1.5 and it tells me exactly what to do. And yet that is the precise time I need to ask for wisdom. And so do you. 
We need to carry the prayer for wisdom into every trial, trouble, and crisis, not just for ourselves, but for each other. Who do you know right now was walking a difficult path for whom you can begin praying for wisdom? What if the next time you're asked or you offer to pray for someone, some of the first words on your lips are those requesting wisdom? In the practicing of praying for wisdom for others, we are primed to remember to pray for wisdom for ourselves. James assures us that God will not be bothered or irritated when believers ask for wisdom in the midst of hardship. Rather, God gives generously to all. Notice that word all doesn't have any exceptions. It doesn't matter if you've created your own troubles or made a bad decision. God waits ready to swoop in with the wisdom to carry you through. James 1.6 continues, But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. Now, for me, that comparison to being tossed like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed in the wind, well, it's a little bit personal because I grew up on a boat and I remember when my family almost died. You see, we were living on a sailboat and attempting to find safe harbor in Freeport, Bahamas, when this incredible, wild, violent storm overtook us. The waves crashed over the bow of the boat, and my parents had to tie themselves to the cleats in the cockpit in order to avoid being washed away. They nestled me in a tiny cabin, but the heaving of the vessel made me violently ill. A giant freighter, also seeking safe harbor, almost ran into us in the middle of the night. The next morning, when we were in Freeport, we were exhausted and yet grateful to be alive. To this day, after all the hurricanes we've weathered, my family still considers that the most dangerous night we've ever spent on the ocean. After James commands us to ask for wisdom in the trials of life, he warns that another storm awaits if we ask apart from trusting God. In the Old Testament, stormy waters were often a symbol of chaos. The imagery suggests that if we ask God for wisdom and refuse to listen and obey, then we create our own chaos. Inaction creates internal waffling. The Prince of Peace calls us to experience his shalom in the storms. While Jesus welcomes our questions, he invites us to put aside our doubts by encouraging us to encounter more of him. Remember, after Thomas second guesses whether Christ had really risen from the grave, Jesus does not chastise him. Rather, he instructs Thomas, put your fingers here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. From John 20, 27. Jesus doesn't want us to doubt on our own, but rather to bring our doubts to him, to reach out to him for a fresh encounter that renews our faith. Abraham demonstrated this when he left everything and everyone he knew in the town of Ur for the unknown, unseen destination and walked by faith. And he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, Romans 4, 20 and 21 tells us, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. So, How do you believe and not doubt when you're asking for wisdom? Here are four ways. First, 
Keep your eye on the North Star. Remember that God alone is the source of all wisdom. In the Greek, the word for God's type of wisdom, the wisdom James instructs us to ask for, is Sophia. And that's not an earthly, zero elevation type of wisdom. Rather, God's wisdom gives a view from the higher perspective, which is often so different than ours. Second, anchor yourself with ready obedience. Throughout James, we are admonished to be doers of the word and not just hearers. So when you pray for wisdom, be ready to act on it. If God gives you wisdom and you disobey, don't be surprised if you feel like you're in a Category 5 storm tossed every which way. Third, pay attention to the wind of the Spirit. God will speak into your life, and you will know it's His voice through several characteristics. First, God's voice will always align with Scripture. If it doesn't, it's just not from God. Second, God's voice will always call you to love others and love God more. And third, God's voice will often call you to greater faith, the only God-can-see-through-you kind of faith that He gives you. And fourth and last, invite others on board. Remember, you don't have to pray for wisdom alone. Ask other seasoned believers to join you in prayer and seek wise counsel on what God is leading you to do. With wild generosity and love, God awaits your petitions for wisdom. Ask and trust that He will do more than you ever imagined and walk faithfully in obedience. I'm excited for you to join me in the brand new James Bible study. James, what you do matters. You can grab a copy at our store or online, and I look forward to diving deeper into this book of the Bible together. I'll see you next time.